The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome, everybody. It's another Panther Rants podcast of Lot Harris. I'm sure it's a happy Tuesday for a lot of you. Heck, it was a happy Monday lot. Well, depending on your work day, but depending on, you know, you know, if you're a fan of a certain coach and which is very few and far between. But it was a happy Monday too is um, obviously word has come out that the uh, the buyout for Kevin Stallings is a done deal. And Barstool Pitt, I guess, reported it six point two five million. But I'm hearing that number is um, is unreliable. That the number was actually the bio number was actually less than the actual uh, figure that's been that's been being uh, considered. But. He had about, I think he had four years left on his deal. So maybe it's 6.25 of his final years. Who knows? But regardless, the man's made millions of dollars to play bat, to coach basketball. Obviously, made a pretty penny here as he's going to. So, regardless, he's going to get paid and he gets to go right off in the sunset. You know, and. Obviously, this season is is taking a lot out of him. In fact, it's taking a lot out of everybody. The fan base, for most part, it's it's taking it's taking a a lot out of them because they just stopped going to the games. And for us at home, I mean, shoot. I think one game I had to stop watching because I felt the I felt the positive energy being drained out of me just watching it. After finishing watching the game, I was tired. I didn't want to get up and do anything. But he's gone, and we can pr- pretty much say that the. Um, <coughs> You know, the decisions that were made were catastrophic. I think before, even long before the talk of Jamie leaving and the complaints about him, I never wanted Jamie to leave because I always feared who would we replace him with. Because if you look at how we handled the, the football coaching hires after Dave Wanstead, I fear the same in Jamie. And like a fool, I figured, hey, it's a new AD. You know, things have soured between, well, not it's really sour between Penn and Dixon. Things have really gone stagnant to a point where, you know, he's not making a tournament as much. 
he's not recruiting as good. And it's just, uh, it's a lot of concern. Scott Barnes had his guy in mind that he was going to bring in and get us back to where we were. Make Pitt basketball great again. And then he stumbles upon Kevin Stallings. And that was that. None of the people opposed the hire. They hate the hire. And then... Barnes says, hey, you know, if you don't like it, don't go for somebody else. It's pretty much what he said in that press conference. I mean, the Stallings era got off on the wrong foot from day one. And he really had no chance here at all. In fact, he never really gave he never really gave us a chance to give him a chance, <laughs> if that makes sense. Because for one thing, Pitt finished fit, you know, Pitt fit, you know, missed the tournament last year, had a losing record, and you know, Stallings wasn't exactly handed the Johns Wood UCLA brooms. I mean, that team wasn't really that good as, a, as people remind, think they were. It was still a bad, mediocre team. He just made it worse, and then on top of that. We had a mass exodus. And I was wanting to give him benefit of the doubt because he was pretty much starting from scratch again. It was a total rebuild job. But as the season went on, there was just no progress. And it just, it just, there was no, not much hope either. And I think really in the, in the end... I'm not sure if it was losing that really hurt Kevin Stallings. Ultimately, I think it was mostly the empty arena and pretty much people just pulling out. Because here's the thing in Pittsburgh, regardless of if you went to Pitt, you're a Steelers fan or a Pirates fan. Or a Penguins fan. It doesn't really matter the history of the team, what they've done recently. If the team sucks and the product sucks, people aren't going to show up to watch it. You know, we saw it with the Pirates in the you know, late nineties. We still see it, you know, in the early two thousands as well, but. The addition of PNC Park and the stuff they do with the bubble giveaways, all kind of concessions, made it very attractive. And of course, the beautiful view of downtown Pittsburgh on a nice summer makes it appealing for Pirates fans to go to those games now, despite how, how bad the team is. You have that, but you know, for the late '90s Pirates, even for the Steelers as well, when they were losing, you know, fans won't, especially Penguins, fans won't show up the games. The product stinks. 
I remember uh, three. I remember three overs when I went, when I went to the games for Steelers because we had season tickets, and it was the uh, I believe it was the '99 season, and the season went so bad. I remember. You know, the Steelers would, would usually get 59, you know, 50, between 58 to 60 plus in attendance at, you know, at, at the Three River Stadium, as much as it could hold. I remember I sat and watched the Carolina Panthers, them play the Carolina Panthers in the snow. And they had about, an attendance, I think at the time was about 45,000, which was very, very low. There was a, I remember, I remember the upper de- decks were empty. That's how bad it was. Because for the Steelers, it takes a lot. And it took a lot that year for, for, for that stadium to be empty at the end of the year. They went 7-9 in 98. And I remember that year, Hines was still, I mean, not Hines. Three Rivers was still full t- till the end. And then part next year, it was full. But then when they, after, after they lost the Browns, the expansion Browns, that was it. Fans just stopped showing up for the games. You know, when he went, when he went six and ten in 2003, the tents of Hines slipped but very little, mainly, be, mainly because you have a lot of people that have, are waiting list for season tickets by that time. A lot of them want to go to Hinesville and check out a game. So, you had that. So, when you when when Pittsburgh fans check out, they check out. And I think uh, you know Heather like probably realized this, and she could have kept Stallings game another year. I thought he des- I thought he needed another year, but initially earlier. But as the season went on, the realization became simple that this wasn't really going to get any better and there was no glimpse of, of it at all. And plus with Heather like, excuse me, she gets to hire her person. So really this gave her a clean break. But yes, the decision that was made two years ago, the coaching change was catastrophic. And, you know, I think Jimmy was gone regardless. I don't think Scott Barnes really had any intention of keeping Jamie. Because sometimes with ADs, they went through they went through own people. And of course, Scott Barnes won his man, and it was Kevin Stallings. And, after, and not too long after uh, Kevin hires Kevin Stallings, he bails. And that's what made it worse for Kevin Stallings. He really had no chance because his own his own boss uh, left him. I mean, if Barnes really wasn't going to stay at Pitt, he could have just kept the basketball program the way it was. And then the next AD could have figured it out. But in the end, this was ego, and 
given the amount of uh, followers, not followers, people he blocks on Twitter every day because they have negative comments towards him. Obviously, it is ego with him. But I said, you know, last summer with the Mass Exists, I thought it was time to pull the plug on the Kevin Stallings era because I just didn't think he was ever going to succeed the pit. I wanted him to succeed. It just didn't happen. And for me, it was, if he succeeds, then it's good for the the program. But he wasn't. And the argument is about him, he's a good coach because he won almost 500 games. Well, here's the thing. Denny Denny Nee almost won won by almost 450 games. Career-wise. Is he is he a coach? Does do, do we you know? Does it make him a good coach? All of a sudden, I mean, he did really good in Nebraska. I'll give him I'll give him that. <clears throat> because it's very hard to win at Nebraska in college basketball. And he took him to the tournament a bunch of times. And then when it came to an end, he he gets picked up by Duquesne. And that was a disaster. He, you know, it was a bad fit because obviously he didn't have it anymore. So you can say in retrospect, Pitt pretty much pulled a, pulled what Duquesne did. They hired a Danny Need, a guy who was probably then at the twilight of his career, and and of course, the only difference is, is Pitt's able to identify it and get rid of it right away, whereas. The, Duquesne gave Danny Neen, Lord knows how many how many opportunities, and they were disastrous. But to their credit, they brought in another coach. Oh God, his name slips me now. He coached the Northeastern, and he almost took them to the tournament. They were in a game with they were within a game of going to the NCAA double tournament in the 2008-2009 season. And they, oh, Ron Everhart. They brought in Ron Everhart. In fact, after they fired him, he had a winning record. And his final year, Duquesne, they still fired him because they didn't think they were going to do any better. Do any better? Your team has been 500 or, or, or above since he's been there, so, you know, the last few years. And let's not, not forget when he took over Duquesne. His first year, I believe it was, a bunch of his players got shot. One of them, one of them was paralyzed. I'm not sure if he's made a recovery. I think he made a near recovery. But his basketball players, I mean, his basketball players were involved in a, a, you know, in a fight at a party, and his, his players got shot at. So he didn't do what he didn't do with all that. But yeah, I guess they pulled pull a Danny. They hired a Danny. You can also say they pulled a football version of Majors 2 because Majors 2, Majors was at Tennessee for so long. He's gone. Obviously, obviously he's burnt out. 
the pit, the football slips. Oh Lord, you hear that, guys? That is my hospital pager. So I apologize for that. Uh, actually, last time was my last night for on call for the medical center. And, of course, I have to take the pager back. And I guess I should take the uh, thing off of it as well, the, the, the audible beep. But I have no idea where my pager's at right now, and I don't feel like looking for it. Oh, here it is. But yeah, long story short, this is what I have to deal with when you work in when you work in the medical center. And it's not a ticket. They're just connect ours. Basically, they're, they're just logs. They're, they're just log events that get sent to my pager to say, hey, you know what? This patient study has been crossed through for some reason. Fix the fix the identifier. But anyways, as far as pick goes, moving on, let's stop ranging about Kevin Stallings. Obviously, two big names in the pit coaching search, obviously, is Thad Matta and Danny Hurley. Uh, you know, personally, I think Danny holds out for a bigger job because they're going to be, become available pretty soon with all this uh, scandal stuff coming up. So I think he, stick, he stays where he's at. Then you got Thad Matta. Thad Matta would be a really good hire. I mean, he left obviously because of health reasons. You got you to worry if his health is checked out. Good. That, you know, he's not going to have any more issues. And he might. If anything, with Thad Matta, he could be a short term hire. Or he could be there for two, three years. Where he can get the program back to where it is, lay a foundation, and then leave it whoever for, whoever for the next guy is. You got that. You have that. You know. You have that going for you. So those are two early names. I'm sure there's gonna be more coming up. Who knows? But all I know is the Pitt has a ACC championship game. Well, not championship game. Tournament game tonight. Today at one at noon or one o'clock. And, you know, I feel for the players because, obviously, it's been a nightmare season for them. Plus, they're, they're losing. Their, they're going to lose their coach, who I'm sure they love very much. You know, those are two heartbreaking things for them. But, you know, better days are going to be ahead for them. And so I hope they all stay and compete because we need. We still need these guys. They're going to they're develop. You know, one guy I really like right now is Parker Stewart. Marcus Carr is eventually going to get there. Sham Stevenson, we definitely have to keep as well. I think he's going to be really good eventually. I mean, he's not too bad now. So, let's hope on that end. Speaking of other stuff, contract stuff, money stuff, obviously the big topic in Pittsburgh is Le'Veon Bell. Wanting a deal, and I guess he's upset they're going to franchise him again. He's threatened to retire. You know, for all the years I've known the Steelers and followed them, 
guys don't normally win a lot of contract disputes with them. The thing at all. I mean, Heinz Ward sat out, then eventually came back. Rod Woodson, I remember when he left, the Steelers offered him a deal. He turned it down, called it an insult. Then by the end of the year, he wanted that deal, and the deal was off the table. It was gone. So the Rooneys are pretty much hard to bargain with. Although with Dan gone, you know, he passed away. Maybe Art will be a little different, but who knows? But it's very hard because when you have a cap, pretty much you have to plug in the you know plug in them in the right appropriate places. So if you're allocating almost twenty million for a running back. In a thrower's league. Not to mention he's getting older. It's you know not a good idea. Like I said, I told I I, t- I tweeted at him. I said if you really want to get paid, you have to go somewhere else. And if you want to retire, Stewart, come back and sign it with a one day deal. That's all. Come back, sign, retire as a Steeler. That's it. But anyways, guys, I'll leave you go. Today's a good day. Hell to pit. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.